0: Hey everybody, my name is Brent Atwater. I'm the animal medium, that's right. I look at, see, and talk to pet spirits face-to-face. And we want to welcome you to our text question show. You're going, what's that? Well, we're going to start a show monthly where we text questions into the phone number, and if your text question comes in while we're taping this show, we'll probably call you and talk to you live. So make sure when you see our announcements on our Pet Life Radio page, My Pet Loss page, or the Animal Medium page, or in My Animal. Pet Loss group on Facebook. We're about 51,000 strong and growing and we hope that you will send us your questions because we get a lot of our questions from there. We have a huge buffet discussion over there. And something also we're going to be doing new, which we did in one of these shows, is we're going to have Spanish and Portuguese Transcriptions of our shows and of our YouTube videos. So I think this is really going to be fun because as we add our books, After Death Signs and my book, Animal Life After Death, into Portuguese and Spanish, we already have it in French, but when we increase our additions to the Portuguese and Spanish editions, we're going to be having these shows transcribed into. Portuguese and Spanish also. So I think that'll be fun. and It'll help heal hearts around the world because what we're trying to do is to be the voice of pets on the other side. So you know what's going on because they're not dead. The first suit is just set aside and left on earth and they're alive and well and ready for a journey with you. And you're going, well, it's a little far out there. I don't know if I can think about all of that. Well, it's called expanding your mind. And if you don't want to expand your mind, just consider it because if you'll consider it, then that will allow your pet to contact you. And once you've ever been contacted, you can't go back. That's right, isn't it, Amanda?
1: (laughs) It's true, yeah. And you wouldn't want to.
0: (laughs) Well, and explain how, when you first, you weren't into this and how you just sort of all of a sudden, how you made your journey of getting there, as they say.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I was not, I'm not naturally a skeptical person, but it was just such a new idea. Like I said, like I've said previously, Dynamite did present her spirit her her spirit form really close to her transition pretty much right afterwards, so I had that immediate feeling of okay, there's something happening here, and well, i actually well,
0: had i gotta ask you were you brought up not to believe in this uh no i've always i guess i'm
1: really open minded i'm I'm very curious and open minded but i also. Okay. I also can be somewhat logical sometimes, you know.
0: Well, just tell me from that perspective. Now, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do, because we're trying to talk to folks out there. What, you know, somebody said to me, well, why should I do that? All my life, I've never thought about that. And I'm trying to reach the person who's never thought about it to get them to consider this idea, because people say, yeah, I mean, I've been thrown out of, oh, you don't even want to know how many pet loss groups, because I've introduced the idea that there's living energy after death, and they're all going, "Uh uh-uh. But what do you think we can say to people who are just considering this rather than going, you know, it's totally wrong? What would you say, because, you know, I'm in this all the time, mm-hmm. to somebody who's like, this is a whole new journey. What would you suggest to them?
1: Okay, I would I would start by letting them know that they don't really have anything to lose in trying it
0: and expanding oh, their about- mind. All right, but they think they're going to run into something ugly and it might be dark and it might be nasty and it might sneak up on them in the middle of the night. Ah! Yeah. There is
1: there is I mean <laughs> I I understand there's some stigma attached to it but okay. if, if you can get past that fear and past that if you've been brought up to think, oh, you shouldn't you should try lightly on that, you're communicating with someone that you loved. So yeah. that, that energy is not gonna be scary and dark.
0: It's already in your heart.
1: Right. You already know the energy you're dealing with, so there's really nothing to be afraid of.
0: All right, but what if they say to you well, how am I gonna know it? I'm not gonna know the difference between them and the haints out there, or the ghost or the goblins, or the demons, or the dark side, or all those nasty things that go bump in the night that everybody's told me about. What are you gonna tell those folks?
1: I would just tell them to just kind of evaluate what their relationship with their pet meant to them, how it made them feel in their heart. It's a one-to-one connection. You are Amen. the only one that has that connection with that pet. Amen. And so, I mean, that's something that you, if you open your mind, you will be able to instantly recognize it.
0: See, folks, it's not me that thinks that way. There are other people out there, and I think Amanda has done it. Yeah. A wonderful job of articulating it. So, Amanda, say that again because sometimes when they say it for me, they're just going, wait, Brent's saying it because that's what she does all day long and that's what she sells books and YouTubes off of and that's what she does readings on. Tell it from somebody who didn't start there. Say it again in the most purest form of all is your comment about your heart. Listen to this, folks. This is real. Go ahead.
1: Okay. You're communicating with your pet. And you loved your pet. It was a bond that only the two of you shared. No other two souls have ever shared that same bond. Oh, man. So, so, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's pure. It's as pure as the love that you felt for them. And it really enhances your relationship. It makes you look at everything differently. It makes you think of love differently. That's why I say you don't have anything to lose. Because you're not going to be, you're not going to have negative energy hanging around if you're not inviting in negative energy.
0: Because the reason you're saying, well, how do I know it won't hang around because I'm not inviting it? Well, here's the deal. When you're asking to talk to your pet specifically from your heart to their heart, that's the closed connection. It's not like a streetwalker walking down the street going, bring it on and singing Marmalade, Lady Marmalade, you know, gitchy, gitchy, ya, ya, na, na. It's not like that at all. It's more like your heart is reaching out to the heart connection of your pet that you've known for all the years that they were a part of your life. That's as close of a connection as you can get. One on one. So after you decide to do that, Amanda, how else can we help expand them?
1: Well, and basically I know some people don't like to me, it was a really personal journey. I didn't go put it on a billboard that I was exploring this. It was very personal. And I had a actually a close friend, my dog's breeder. she's been my friend for about twelve years now um, she actually kind of put that thought in my head. She, I think she was a part of my journey. She, I talked to her right after Dynamite transitioned. The day she passed, I probably talked to her for three hours and she just listened while I poured out my heart. And we talked back and forth for a few days. And she said, and I'll never forget reading it on the text she sent me, that she might even come back to you. And that was like, whoa, that was a whole nother level. Because I was already feeling her presence, but I didn't, I never had really thought about that possibility.
0: Okay, I'm going to insert here. Again, we spoke on another show. I think it was episode, um, the one before this one. Uh, How's that? Uh, 56, 57, somewhere in there. And a person whose dog had passed was afraid by feeling that presence. Well, don't feel afraid of feeling the presence. That's when you, of course, now I admit. Uh, When Mike said, I want to show up, I, I said, don't, I can't handle that. But I didn't mind feeling his presence, which is an electromagnetic connection. And again, we've got a YouTube video on connection versus communication. But when you feel a presence, that's connection. And in our book, After Death Signs, it talks about connections and how to feel them. And it gives you the correct techniques to be able to do so. But if you're feeling your pet's connection after they've passed... That should be celebrated because they're ready and willing to start a whole new journey for you. And that's them sort of pushing you or encouraging you, wouldn't you say, or inspiring you into, there's more to this than just a dead fursuit.
1: Oh, yeah. And there's, and, and they're, they want to be with you on that journey. Because, I mean, that's the only really way to describe it. Because it's not like you instantly, it's not like the first day you think about it, you can comprehend all of it. It's a slow process, but you're on that process with your pet.
0: There you go. And that's more important because when you talk about the stigmas and everything like that, the stigmas come from other people's choices. This is about your choice with your pet. That's like, you know, I was taught all this stuff. And don't be talking to Mike on the other side. And again, we did a video on it's okay to talk to your dead pet. But the reason being is I was taught all of this was like mm, 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 taboo. But my heart was so connected to Mike, I just had to question it. And you don't have to tell anybody you question it. You don't, because it's all inside yourself. But I had to go find out where Mike was, because something inside of me compelled me to know that there was more to this than just Mike vacating his bodysuit in that car wreck. And I think she's right. It's about a personal journey, and it's about the heart connection. And that alone is the merit that gives you the strength and the safety to go forward to learn about this, wouldn't you say, Amanda?
1: Oh, yeah. absolutely agree.
0: So consider it. And on that, we're going to talk to our sponsors, and we'll be back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. (coughs) That's where Kemp Bow Wow comes in. All-day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise, spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Okay, we're back and you're going, uh, again, you going to talk some more? No. This time we're going to answer some questions that were texted in to us and we really appreciate it. Remember, monthly we're going to have the text and talk questions where we answer you and we, if you do them during our radio show then we might call you and talk to you live on the air. So, Miss Amanda, And we thank so much Amanda Powers and her Dino Mate for participating in helping everyone learn about the new journey on the other side and helping us be the voice of pets from the other side who are going, Mom, talk to me. I just left the fursuit down there. Talk to me. I'm alive and well. What's that first question text over there?
1: Okay, the first question. I was wondering if I feel that my pet has come back to me as a new dog. Is it still okay for me to talk to him as his old form, such as at his grave or when presenting signs? Um, hmm. since, Orbit, since Orbit has come back, should I only talk to his soul in
0: my new dog? That's a two-part question there. Okay, so the first part is, if your pet has come back, and first of all, you feel that your pet has reincarnated. Now, that's not confirmed, but you feel it's reincarnated. And for those of you listening, only 30 to 40% of pets reincarnate. It's not to love you more. It's not because he was sick in the life last time. It's because to learn lessons and to continue learning lessons together. So when your pet comes back and you think it's your reincarnated pet, be sure it's about learning journey and not about your wanting or hoping and you placing your expectations on an animal that might not be your comeback kid. It might be an oversold pet. And you're going, what's that? Check out the videos, check out the archives on the radio station, check out the book, Animal Life Signs. It's all in there talking about what an oversoul is. So, the question was, is it okay to talk to my reincarnated pet as his old form? Okay, here's my question. Why would you want to go to the grave or from the signs and talk to your old pet? Because if it's your reincarnated pet, you wouldn't be getting signs from the other side. Okay? Okay. Let's say that again. If it's a reincarnated pet, you wouldn't be getting signs from the other side. Now, the usually only sign that I'm aware of, and this is from 20 years of doing this stuff, of seeing pets and talking to them face-to-face in pet spirit form, is over-imaging. And we have a chapter on over-imaging in my book. But over-imaging is when a reincarnated pet sends an image of the old pet and overlays it own the new pet, such as for a split second, you look at the new pet and it looks like the old pet. That's over-imaging. And then it just briefly goes away in the blink of an eye. That's to let you know that the comeback kid is really the old pet. It's a way of confirming. But usually when a pet reincarnates, you don't have the urge to go to the grave and talk to them because your soul recognizes that they have come back and you have no need to do that anymore. You also don't get signs from the other side, from the old pet, because if they're the new pet, they're too busy establishing a new life with you to be a split soul on the other side. And no, they don't do split souls. So if you're still receiving signs, then the pet you think is your reincarnated pet, probably not. Amanda, do you have any comments on this?
1: Um, my only comment would be, would it be possible that these feelings of signs that she's receiving are just the fact that she misses the old fursuit and she's trying to get used to the new fursuit?
0: I don't know. But usually when you have a reincarnated pet, it closes up, it just closes that door of, of thinking about signs from the other side. Because it's so complete and total that it just sort of really erases your need to go to the grave because you're just whole again. You know what I'm saying? You just feel totally whole again. And so you wouldn't get a sign because it's like, why? And you wouldn't go to the grave because it's like, why? You're so sure and so full and so whole that you don't have that need. Now, do you miss the old fursuit of a reincarnated pet? 100 percent, 2,000 answers, 2 million yeses. Because every fursuit has its own box of special memories. And one of the memories that I used to have of the original friend was he had this beautiful big furry roof, and I would just bury my face in his fur and cry whenever I'd get upset. Now, the new friend with the bee on his bottom, he's not as fluffy. He's meaty fluffy instead of really fluffy. And so there's not as much fur to bury my face in. And sometimes I do miss the original friend's fluffiness. But it's not that he sends me a sign, and it's not that I go to his grave, because his grave only has the dead pet suit. So I really think if, and I really wish I knew who sent this so I could use your name, but I appreciate it, is I really don't think he's a reincarnated pet if you're getting signs from the other side and you feel the need to go to his grave and talk. He's probably a dog that's been oversold by your dog. So that's the answer to that. that in my experience, and let me tell you, there's exceptions to everything, but in doing this 20 years, most people... You know, they'll say, oh, it's my pet, and he's reincarnated, and then in time, they start talking to the old pet at the grave or the old pet suit that's buried there, and they'll get signs, and that sort of negates out the fact that they're a reincarnated pet. Any questions you might have or any explanations or comments you have, Amanda?
1: Um, one thing to consider, it could be a pet that her former pet had sent to her.
0: Yep, yeah, that's true. Because a lot of times, your pet knows that you're lonesome, and they really want you to be happy, so they will pick the absolute perfect... And here's another thing. Everybody says, I don't want to replace my pet. You can't ever replace them. They're irreplaceable. If I get a new dog, I'm replacing it. No. No, 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 no. They want you to be happy. Pets are about love. They're not about negativity. They're not about sadness. They're about rock-on happy. So... You're not replacing your pet. Why? Because that's an individual energy. That's a specific fursuit. And you can't replace the memories because the memories are indigenous or attached to that specific fursuit. Even when dynamite comes back and even when friend comes back. Hello, the new memories will go with the new fursuit. So you don't have to forget any of the old memories in the old fursuit. And you're not replacing anything because they're still alive and well on the other side. And in this case, sending you signs. So that is probably either an oversoling or a replacement pet that was hand picked by your precious orbit on the other side to keep you happy and filled with love. And by the signs continuing, orbits probably saying, "All right, mom, now you got a love bug on Earth. Let's all three of us a little menage a trois going here." Love the earth pet and love me in my new living energy pet spirit form, and off we go. Hope that helps. Next question.
1: Okay, next question. What is the typical lifespan of a reincarnated pet, and how would you know that lifespan?
0: What is the typical lifespan of a reincarnated pet? Okay, here we go again. Usually, When I do a reading and I talk to the pets face-to-face and I'm tapped into future energy, I ask the pet, how long are you going to live in your next incarnation? And I normally give that information because when an animal communicator is tapped into future energy, if they are fully and completely tapped into future energy, then they should know when the pet's coming back, describe what the pet's going to look like, where it's going to come back, the time frame it's going to come back, and about how long they're going to live, and their soul's purpose for coming back. That's all in the future energy. Now let me tell you where there's some exceptions of this. There are times when I get really exceptional people that come to me and I'm very blessed and honored to be a part of their learning journey. And their pets specifically will not give me that information because their pet from the other side is training their parent to become a communicator or a connector and to be able to stand in their own truth. Because when, once a person, and I think Amanda, you would agree with this, once you've experienced it, it's in your own truth, right? Oh, absolutely! And I don't think anybody could come up to you and say, "Amanda, pets don't live after they're dead." What would you say to them?
1: I mean, I wouldn't even have to respond to that because <laughs> because I just you know it's just it's it's my own truth and it's between me and my my pet and it's personal and I don't
0: need their validation. That's the way everybody should be, and that's what's really important. Because it is between you and your pet and their validation. And a lot of times, people who are now becoming more aware, their pet wants to teach them from the other side about animal communication and animal connection. And in that case, when I'm doing those readings, the pet will not allow that because when you stand in truth and say this to someone else, it's a different feeling than somebody just saying, yep, your pet's a comeback kid, but they forget to tell you where, when, how, and whatever. Well, if they cannot connect to that level, then... If they tell you you are going to have a reincarnated pet or a walk-in, they should also be able to tell you how long that pet is going to be on earth with you. And they should also be able to tell you if they're going to have multiple reincarnations. I've had um, several pets that are coming back one, two more times after the initial death that I'm talking about. And we talk about, okay, they're going to come back this time. This is the way they're going to look. Okay, when you're 70, they're going to come back and they're going to be a blah, 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 because they choose the appropriate animal form to accompany you on that part of the journey. And in each of those incarnations, they give you about how long they're going to live, or at least that's what I get. So how long is your comeback kid going to be on earth? The animal communicator that validated, maybe, or that told you is a better way to say that, that your pet was a comeback kid, should have been able to tell you how long they're going to be with you because all of that information is in the future energy connection if, in fact, they did connect to it. And the second part you said, can you still receive signs from them or connect with them before you find them? Okay, Amanda, let Amanda say this. Can you still receive signs from a pet before they're coming back? Take it off, Amanda. What do you say, Amanda? (laughs)
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And because sometimes there is, I mean, it's it's not always a quick turnaround. Um, Sometimes there's years, you know, of waiting and they don't want to just sit on the other side and you're not just going to quietly wait. Like that whole (laughs) window is open for communication.
0: And I think that says it all. That whole window, if you open your mind, they're going to be busy, 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 busy sending you signs right up until they get ready to come back. Why wouldn't they be talking to you? You think they're going to go, I'm coming back, and they're going to sit up there with their little paws crossed and go, not saying one word to you, not talking to you, not going to be doing anything with you till then. <laughs> I don't think so.
1: I mean, honestly, I think that after my reading, because I always felt like Dynamite was going to be a comeback kid, but it's like once I had my reading and my own feelings were... You validated. Know, con- yeah, validated by you communicating with her. It's like that whole pressure of... It took a pressure off of me, and I'm able to enjoy the signs more and just kind of relax and know that i've got I've got several years to wait, but you know, but I also have my boys, and that was part of her reason for going. I have my boys to enjoy and live with, and I mean, honestly, I mean, I think that our window of communication is even more open now.
0: Well, and I also think that it shows you that they haven't gone anywhere,
1: right. Yeah, because they're not going. It's, it's sort
0: of not like a lover that says "catch you in three years." Yeah, they were,
1: <laughs> it's like you're you're waiting, but you're not waiting. You're yeah. waiting to be able to pet them and hug them, but you're not actually. It doesn't. It's not, It's not going to feel like waiting. You know.
0: Plus, you're years. learning your own truth in between. Right. Yeah, it's, and it's really pretty cool because until you've had signs from the other side, I don't know how to say this any other way. It's just way cool, and it's something. That nobody can ever take. Wouldn't you say, Amanda? That it's just something—it's indescribably delicious—that nobody can ever take that from you. It's just wow.
1: Yeah, so- I mean, it, it really is. I mean, it feels like it feels like a gift, and, and the initial transition that leads you on this journey does not feel like a gift. But once you um, come to realize your own truth, then. I mean, yeah, really, it changes your life, honestly. Yeah,
0: it, uh, and it, te- it teaches you to love differently, that love yeah. is bigger bigger than a pet suit, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes you look at life in general, just my outlook. I don't tend to stress over every tiny detail as much as I did, because the, everything's bigger than I imagined it was.
0: And how does it change your outlook on love?
1: I mean, I guess it. I always knew love was powerful, but love powerful enough to cross from one side to the other that's i mean that's an indescribable feeling to know that there's something that a bond that can be that strong and and if you talk to people all the all over the world it's not you know it's a lot of people share this it's and it i'm glad that more people are coming together to talk about it i think it's going to make all of our relationships with our pets and with everybody stronger than it would have been
0: yeah, because it's not an end, it's a beginning of a new journey. And the only thing you really have to get used to is the hug in the fursuit, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, because Dynamite, I, yeah, I, mean, I still miss her fursuit every single day. And I mm-hmm. still wake up and kind of feel for her, and she's she's not there in that capacity. But, but, I mean, that's where our memories come in. I can call to mind a very visual memory, like a photograph almost of her and how she smelled and... You know, that, that helps a lot.
0: Now, have you had her come? Have you had her smell any? I know after Mike passed, I could smell Mike. I could smell him walk by in the, in the cologne that I would like him to wear. And there were other times I would say to him, how about changing up colognes? And darn, he did. <laughs> about a week later, he'd come in another cologne. I'd go, all right, Mikey, you'd listen to me from the other side. This is good. So. <laughs> I feel like
1: I have I have experienced that I've experienced that like alongside dreams. She's okay. very present in dreams, and sometimes and like when I see her in a dream, it's almost like in the dream I can feel her fur, I can smell her. It's mm-hmm. like not just a flash of her image. It's like an I'm experiential on the with her. dream. Yeah, like I'm like I'm I'm able to kind of be aware that I'm in the dream with her and take time to pet her and hug her and kind of take in that moment.
0: And all that's in our signs book, folks. After death signs go up. There's a whole section to how to ask them to answer questions in your dreams, how to show up for the dreams, how to let them feel, because there are lots of kinds of visitations. There's dream visitations. There's energy visitations. There's sparkler form visitations. Then there's full body visitations. And all of these are just electromagnetic energy that's coagulating from the other side to let you know we're alive and well and living pets. And on that, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back sit stay we'll be right back after a short pause well four to be exact Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. Our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed a very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has... Every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot
1: com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked
0: out of regular dog food. Dinovite is... Nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life.
1: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot oh. com. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow The Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at The Pet Lady at ThePetLady.net. Let's talk pets. Let's
0: talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio com. Okay, we're going to do the second part of Paul's question right here is can you connect with them before you find them? Well yes. But here's the most important thing in this entire question that Paul wrote. Before you find them. You don't have to find your pet if it's coming back. Do you think that your pet is going to die? leave its fursuit, send you signs from the other side, and then miss you when it comes back to Earth? No, 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 no. And that's one of the things that a lot of animal communicators say, We'll go find your pet. We'll go pick out a puppy and your dog will come into that. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. If your pet takes the time to come back, you can't miss them if you were blind as a bat they'd still bump into you while you were walking around with your C&I cane. So, you don't have to find your pet. Allow it to come. Open your heart. Allow the feelings of feeling them. And it's just like you'll be able to feel their energy as it gets closer and closer. And that's just being aware. And Amanda, how have you been able to be more aware of dynamite signs? Because this is the same way you're going to be aware of dynamite's return. What do you do to allow yourself to be more receptive? Because you think, well, I don't know what to do to be more receptive to have my pet reincarnate. Well, yes, you do. Just be.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, for me, I guess my journey is going on about two years now. And the biggest hurdle for me was just getting to the point where my experience, my overwhelming grief wasn't blocking out the signs because I mean that's a part of be- you know our human nature. we have to process those emotions, and that's that's an important part of it but But I know that having the um you know the background and just the more I searched through this, the more I um tried the techniques in the books and just kind of tried to put my grief aside to try to do something positive with it.
0: Okay, now I'm going to point something out here. Your grief was so extreme that you did in fact go to a pet counselor. Yes.
1: Uh yeah, I went to I did some grief counseling.
0: Okay, and tell people that that's perfectly okay. Would you explain to them, a lot of people are so grief-stricken that they think it has a stigma to go talk to a grief counselor, and it's not. Will you explain why it's okay and sort of what it's about so people who are suffering extreme grief and sort of give us examples of extreme grief, how they can help work through it?
1: Okay, absolutely. Well, first of all, I guess um, I was having a really hard time. It was really hard to return to work. Just every day-to-day thing I had to do felt overwhelming because I was still trying to process all of this. And, but, so I did eventually take, um, my parents actually are the ones that said that I should probably look into some, they suggested the counseling. And I think maybe people are afraid that if they call up a counseling service, they are going to look at them differently because of the the source
0: of their grief. (laughs) She thought, she wants to come to counseling over a dead, But they
1: they, they're professionals and that's I mean they're trained professionals. They understand they they understand the whole process of grief and that it's a universal feeling and they they're not there to judge you on why you're grieving. They're there to Okay, say that again. That's
0: really important. I purposefully interrupted Amanda and Amanda is so wonderful that she kept going. That's exactly right. I want to applaud Amanda for keeping on going when you heard me in the background laughing. it's just a pet get over it are you crazy are you freaking crazy and amanda just kept on marching forward <laughs> okay folks that's what you got to do it's about you and your pet you are not crazy This is real. This is real pain. And in today's world where people are so divided and so alone and so autonomous and so living independently, this is real. And your pet is such a real part of the processes of your life. And it's about the stigma of those people, and I'm using those words, those people who say, get over it. It's just a yeah, just a damn dog that's, oh my god, it's a, you're talking to a dead cat. Why are you grieving over a dead rabbit? Gosh. Okay, come on. When you call the grief counselor, they don't look at you that way. Say it again, Amanda.
1: Okay, um, they're not there to judge why you're grieving, the source of your grief. They are there to help you through the process like they've helped hundreds of other people through the okay, process. Okay,
0: now explain to them that grief is a human emotion, whether it's aimed at a human or at a beta fish or at a snake or at a mouse or a cricket or a ferret or a rodent or a ladybug. Explain that grief is an emotional process and that's how they can separate themselves over what you're grieving about and teach us about the process.
1: Right, absolutely. I mean grief, I mean it's it's definitely a human emotion. We've all experienced it at some point in time. It has um, definite stages and it's not like a one two three step process you can okay even re- stop
0: right there when you say now everybody in our group we have a professional grievement counselor called frankie johnson she literally that's what she does as a living and if you go on my website page you can go over there and you'll see it says our healing team and you will see it says Frankie Johnson, and she's our professional bereavement counselor because there are people that do need this, and it's really important because Amanda's giving you from the inside out, and when you say it's a process, I mean, it's really a process. It's like getting present. First, you have to do the thing. Then you get pregnant. Then you get your uh, reveal party, and then you get your sonograms, and then you have a baby. So, there is a process to grief and if you'll tell us about that Amanda because when you say that I'm going what do you mean there's a process about grief well yeah
1: well I mean there's definitely and I'm not a, I'm not a professional grief counselor by any means We don't want means, you to be.
0: We want you but, to tell from the other side.
1: But you can cycle back you can think you've experienced the worst of one type of one feeling of grief like Second guessing yourself or or feeling responsible, and you can feel like you've got maybe you've finally forgiven yourself. Okay, that's but the if only I'da
0: right? right. If only I'da done this. And oh my god, feel, I killed my pet. Yeah,
1: and you can feel like maybe you finally got past that, but then something will happen and kick you right back to that stage, and you can kind of cycle. I know I cycle back through the steps like the feelings a lot, a lot. I had a lot of that feeling, a lot of just you know regret, and I mean it's. And just, why do you
0: cycle back? Why does this cycle back in? What sets you as a human being off from your perspective? What makes you cycle back?
1: What made me cycle back particularly? I think it's because I, I mean, I'm trying to think. It definitely made me, I tend to try to want to have a reason for everything. guess I guess I wanted wanted to rationalize. I kept wanting to rationalize what had happened. Yep. And that's what kept kicking me back because I knew that if I could, I could, sit down with a piece of paper, and I could say, well, if I'd done this differently, this wouldn't have happened. And I just wanted there to be a reason. I wanted an explanation.
0: Okay. And that That's was, what put you back in the cycle.
1: Yeah, that really would, um, because I, I really struggled with that. That was the hardest part for me, is acknowledging what had happened and letting myself get to the point where I wasn't completely beating myself up over it.
0: And, you know, when you say beating yourself up over it, unless you understand this, I mean, it's normal. This is normal. Now, if it goes on for an extended period of time, that's excessive. And, I mean, it didn't change Amanda any by going to a grief counselor other than helping, right?
1: Right. It kind of helps you get back to your day-to-day because even, you know, when you experience a loss like this, your employer still expects you to work. Like, you still have obligations to meet. To me, it just helped me get kind of centered to where I could go on with the things I had to do.
0: And another thing, when you're in a workspace, your coworkers may say nothing to you because they don't know how to deal with it themselves. So, you know, you don't want to beat up Betty and Martha and Tom and Harry because they can't say, well, you know, whatever, because they may not know how to deal with grief either. So that's important to know. They just are uneducated in what to say to you. Now, the people that say, well, it's just a dead pet, get over it. I haven't. This should be another place for them, but that's because they don't understand it. So you just, God bless their negative energy that they've never had the opportunity to experience the kind of love that you've experienced with your pet. That's really what that's about. They just haven't had that beautiful, unconditional love and sharing and emotional companionship and connection that you've had. So we just say, God bless their negative energy and move on. So what other was part of the process of coming through that counseling?
1: I mean, and I didn't, it wasn't extended for me. I kind of, it was a short term and I think I went into it a little reluctant, like, oh, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to say anything to make me feel better. Everybody Um,
0: does. So everybody (laughs) out there, listen to her say that again. Go ahead. Say it one more time. I
1: said, I went into it feeling like there's nothing they can say to me that's going to make me feel any better.
0: That is the voice of the world that's listening to this show. Mm Mm-hmm. Now. What did they say or teach you that did help? I mean, they just, I mean, they have
1: processes. They have, like, exercises you can do. It's been, like I'm saying, it's been a few, going on two years. So, it's not completely fresh in my mind. But, I mean, they kind of, because I'm the kind of person that appreciates having, like, tools to work with. Like, Mm -hmm. I like to be visual and have, like, a way to work out things in my head and They kind of work with you as an individual and help find what's going to work for you. I mean, it's really individualized. Someone else might have a completely different
0: experience than I did. And that's what's important. It's individualized, tailored to your emotional needs. It's not a go in there and a one, two, three, four. This is the way you cut your spaghetti. This is the way you eat spaghetti. This is the way you make the meatballs. It's tailored to your experience. And that's what a lot of people don't know. They just think, well, the grief counselor's going to say I'm crazy as hell because it's a dog and pat me on my fanny and say, good luck and don't cry. Doesn't work that way. They tailor this to you. And the time frame that you go is really when the tools become convenient to you. Now, let's talk about, Amanda, when you started taking those tools and expanding your own journey to start counseling yourself with your own awareness.
1: Right. And I think that was the most important. I think that helped me more than anything, because you can go to a counselor for so long, but I am the type of person who tends to like to work within myself. And, you know, it kind of gives you that what they were able to kind of where they were able to kind of leave me at the point of my, you know, working through my physical and mental grief. Then I was able to use techniques they had shown me along with what I was starting to dive into with animal communication and the signs,
0: and the two really can work together. Because they're not competing, and they're working at different levels, and they're working with different parts of your emotions and your heart. Because when Dynamite first came to meet you, that's something that grief counseling doesn't give you that your heart does. Exactly,
1: right. Um, I mean, it kind of it helps, they kind of complement each other. Yep. And, I mean, they really do. They're for two. One's like more for your mind and one's for your soul, like your
0: heart. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, a lot of people, again, think there's a stigma attached to it. And I think that that's just wrong because they're just giving your mind tools to process through till you can touch the spiritual side of your soul and your heart. Wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because there's going to be a block to that spiritual side as long as your mental state is still overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because I remember Mike said to me on the other day, I was crying, Mikey. And I mean, let me tell you, I wail and cry like you, oh man, it's just, I'm a mess. And Mike just stood up and crossed his arms. He said, If you'll quit this crying, I can get to you. And I'm going, What? He said, If you would just quit all of this excessive grief, my God, you're pushing away with all these tears and flailing and crying and grabbing your pillow and screaming. And because I mean, i just scream. I, oh, mm, I was not a pretty sight. And he said, Just quit it. For God's sakes, if you. Excuse me, he didn't say that. He said, "For God's sakes, Brent, get a grip on yourself." Ah, uh, hello. Let me teach you some stuff, and I, that's when I went. What do you mean a dead person's gonna teach me something? And he went, "Well, yeah." And I went, "You're dead. How can you teach me anything?" Duh. How does dynamite being quote dead teach you from the other side?
1: I mean, she definitely does. I mean, well, she was the catalyst, I guess, to this yep. me even looking into any of this. Without that happening. I didn't have a reason. I had my babies with me. I didn't need to look any further. They were mm-hmm. here. And it was just like that overwhelming feeling like I have to find her. I have yeah. to like, I have to, there There's this more to can't it. be it. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to find her. I can't be the only one that's ever felt this way. So that kind of set me out to looking online and just trying to start to process all of this.
0: And that's the key, everybody. That's the reason I started our Facebook group, The Pain is Universal. You're not alone. Come over there and discuss. We've got people that'll help uplift your heart. They'll talk about signs. Nobody will say you're crazy. We won't say you're weird. We'll talk about it all because the pain in your heart is the catalyst that you know love is still alive. Wouldn't you say, Amanda?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And and you don't yeah. have to give up love. You don't have to give up love because it's left the suit behind. I think that's the important part to know, wouldn't you say? Oh, that's extremely
1: important. Because, I mean, that's part of what you miss so much is just that, that connection. That's why they're special to you. And if that part can still be alive and well, then you have a lot. You still have a lot. You're just missing the their sweet little furry bodies.
0: And I think that that's what's important is that little knowing in your heart that the love has never left, ever, 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 and it's just changed forms, and you're going to have a new journey. And when you're skeptical, you just got to go, "Mm, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but the love in your heart just keeps driving you forward until you get it, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, and before I kind of, before I dived into this, I wasn't gaining anything. I wasn't gaining anything from just accepting that she was gone. Like, so this this was a lot more... Productive way to deal with my emotions, and you know, I mean, I'm, it's just it's completely changed my outlook.
0: And what would you say you gained from this?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, I still don't feel like her transitioning was a gift that still cuts really deep, but I understand the process a little more. I understand yeah. her exit point, and I mean, I think a part of the gift is right now what's happening. I've experienced enough that. I'm able to reach out to others and maybe help maybe they are in a place I was a year and a half ago when I was just un you know overwhelmed with intense grief and didn't know what I was going to do. And what would you I tell think somebody who was where you were.
0: What would you say to them?
1: I mean, I guess I would tell them that if I would, could go back to that moment and see me now, I would doubt I'd be like, "No, I'm never going to be that. I'm never going to be at that level of, you know, acceptance of this but but i but i got there and it wasn't easy and it's i mean it's not a great process to go through but you have the opportunity to make something better of it and to honor that connection
0: well another thing who's going through it with you well your pet yeah (laughs) let's go over that again folks guess who's going through this process with you Take it on, Amanda.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're going right along with you. It's, it is a journey. They are there with you. And who's a better teacher than your pet? Like, who would you trust more? Amen.
0: Oh, man. You want to say that again? I love that one.
1: <laughs> I said, um, who's a better teacher for all of this than your pet? Who would you trust more than your pet?
0: Just think about that. That's the very pain that you started with is the same pain that provides trust. And then you can take that trust from the pain and evolve to a learning journey. And then you're right back to having the same love just without the fursuit. Wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I mean... Yeah, it the love is still there. It's as strong, if not, I mean, it kind of even teaches you love is stronger than you ever thought it was.
0: I agree with you. Now, see, I've tried to tell people, they don't get that. What do you mean when you say that? Because people say, hey, it can't be any stronger. It was, I loved them more than anything. And you go, oh, no, it's even bigger. How would you explain that to somebody like myself that before us, like, no, I didn't. I never believed it was stronger and bigger until after Mike died but i get it. So how would you tell somebody that's lost a pet and you're going to say, "Well, it's really stronger and bigger." What would you say? Well, i
1: would say that, you know, when you, you know, when i brought dynamite home as a puppy, like you have this mindset, you know, they're going to be a puppy, they're going to grow up to be older dogs. You're going to love them as much as you can, and then you kind of know being a pet owner, one day you're going to have to say bye. But you'd really a dog isn't going to have that 10, 12, 15-year lifespan if you have this connection, that dog can be with you throughout your entire life.
0: Yeah. We'll to say that again.
1: Your dog, your physical dog and its fursuit or cat or bunny, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to say, oh, well, it, this dog's going to live, this dog's usually lived to be about 15 years. You don't have to cut it off at that point. Like, they're... Love doesn't it doesn't stop there because they anyone that has a dog or a cat that they love, they know it has a soul. Even if other people don't want to believe that, some, if you love an animal, you can feel it. And why would a soul exist to disappear?
0: Yeah, and to take up its little mat and go, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> no. No, it's just changing fursuits. It doesn't take up its little mat and go, okay, next house. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I think... What would you say, and I'll, I'll preface this with what I feel, what when we say the love is bigger than you thought it was? Well, the way I think about it is after Mike died, I really thought he was dead, and he, I was focused on his deadness. Dead, 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 dead boyfriend, dead fiance, dead, 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 dreams are dead, everything's dead, never dead, ever dead, 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 dead. And I mean, that was all over my head, okay? But now it's like, whoa, that was way cool. We went to the airport together. Oh, wow, we go shopping every day together. Or, whoa, I didn't know in the middle of a show he could say, check out the girl on Dancing with the Stars. I like the one that's the blind. I'd go, oh, Mike, you know. So what makes dynamites being on the other side a bigger love than their earth love was to you at this point?
1: Well, um, you don't have those earthly limitations. Um, they, They can go anywhere and at any time. I mean, that's a big part of it is um, you, don't have, you don't have those limitations with them.
0: Even this past Valentine's, I asked Mike because I was upset and I was upset and I was upset. And I asked him to kiss me goodnight. Have you ever been French kissed from the other side? Mm-hmm. That's nice. And then I asked him just to hold my hand as I went to sleep and he did. And it just blew my mind. But at the same time, it didn't because I knew it was real. So I knew that I wasn't alone. And I think that when your pet dies or your beloved dies, you feel so alone. But the good part is you can call them back up, and they're right there, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's almost like you break through a wall almost. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like there is no wall anymore. Right. And what was limited before is if they walked out of the room, they were gone. Or if they were shopping at the grocery store and you were at home, they were gone. Or you were at work and they were at work, they were gone. Well, now they're with you 24-7, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. They don't observe a schedule or anything. They just, they can they can come right along
0: with you. And that, I think, is the key factor that makes the love larger and grander than it is on Earth. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yes, I totally
0: agree. I mean, that's the only thing I can figure out is before when Mike would go to work, he would go to work. And now whenever I ask him to be with me he's there and he's even there on times when I don't ask him to be with me. I mean I've been known to tell him, "Mikey, leave me alone. I'm not here today." But I think that that's really important is that the love expands because there is no time frame and the access is 24/7 and I think that I think it's mind-blowing to wrap your head around until you experience and I've been doing this for like 18 plus years now and even the other night when I it was Valentine's and I was lying there and I really wanted his little self there and he wasn't and I asked him to come home and kiss me good night he did and I knew it was him because just as soon as I asked boy he was right there and I just was so blessed and honored and I just said you keep it up, Mikey, you just keep it up and I knew it was gonna be okay. So I hope that each of you will allow your grief to expand beyond an earth loss. Would you agree, Amanda?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that they owe it to their themselves and to their bond that they shared to at least, you know, look and th- consider it.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. And I think I'm going to end the show on that because it's your bond. It's your It's your bond. It's your heart connection. And you have the choice to continue it forever or to let it die with a suit that doesn't contain their spirit anyway. How would you sum it up from your perspective, Amanda? I mean, I think that
1: really um that really hits the nail on the head, honestly. It's I mean, I think especially I can think with Dynamite, it made sense to me that she was bigger than that little fursuit because she's very um vivacious.
0: <laughs> to say <laughs> and, the least. There's yeah. a, there's a reason for this this uh This uh, name, Dynamite, I mean, you've got this little (laughs) small piece of fluff that's running around and the energy presence of that piece of fluff is like two continents wide.
1: Exactly. So it only made sense that she would want to try other forms, that she, you know, that she, she wasn't just 12 pounds a dog. She was, you know, what I loved about her was the soul inside of her, which was huge and, you know, very strong and very pure.
0: And you don't have to give that up. No, you get to enjoy that every day. And that's the speed bump your mind has to go over. So on that, we invite you to join us on our next episode. Check us out on YouTube. I want to thank Amanda for being so candid and vulnerable and open today to help explain what it feels like. And I really applaud her for allowing her story with Dynamite to hopefully help heal your heart. And ask us your questions and send us your text when we have our next show because we'd like to be the voice for the pets on the other side to tell you like it really is. And again, we'll see you next week. Check us out on YouTube. Check out our Facebook group if you want to talk about this or have more discussions about our show. And Lord have mercy, we got lots of archives on Pet Life Radio that can keep you on listening to podcasts 24-7 until you can get through this. And we're here to help do that. See you soon. Bye, bye, bye. Let's Talk Pets